0: and welcome to this episode of What Cause Inspires You. I am your host, Alina, and today I have with me Andrew Diptran, Alicia Gupta, my friend and fellow Humanity Rising ambassador, launched the What Cause Inspires You podcast as a way for students to share the service they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth who are making a change to improve the world to speak up about their stories and become a leader in in the movement. When things don't go his way, Mission Hills High School senior Andrew Deep Tran merges economics and entrepreneurship to fight it. So frustrated with the lack of economic classes and clubs in his community, he founded Operation Economics International, OEI, a nonprofit which teaches 1,800 plus students in 18 chapters across seven countries and five US states. Be it through running OEI, organizing his school district's first TEDx event, or advocating for pro-business policy, it's clear he loves nothing more than one thing, to clear and chart the terrain for others so that they don't have to. We are recording this presentation and it will be posted shortly on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Be sure to check out www.humanityrising.org and sign up for our email newsletter to keep updated with all the podcast links it's so exciting to have you here with us today Andrew thank you so much for joining us Um, if you're ready we shall get started I'll jump right to the first question so I think we all would love to know a little bit about yourself and what your aspirations are
1: sure um yeah well first thanks for having me and it's uh it's a great honor to be on the what cause inspires you podcast um just a little bit about myself so yeah I'm I'm a high school senior in uh at Michigan Hills High School in San Marcos, and it's, you know, it's like a medium-sized suburb in San Diego County. And so I've just grown up here my whole life. And so a lot of my beliefs have just really um, really derived from all my experiences just growing up here. If there's one thing about, about my community that's, that's really shaped me, it's just the fact that I come from a really STEM-oriented uh, city. And so just the area surrounding my community is very you know, STEM-based. There's tons of opportunities for kids who are interested in STEM, like clubs, tutors, classes, all kinds of things but I don't think, you know, business, learning business, economics, and entrepreneurship were, you know, they were never really an option for me or for really any of my friends. And so, you know, growing up my whole life, you know, I, when I was in elementary school, I started my own origami business, selling and making money that way. Um, and, you know, over time, I've just grown pre, really fond of, you know, of business and just of entrepreneurship. And, you know, I think that desire to explore a field that wasn't really offered is something that's you know really meaningful to, to me because I've, you know, it's made me take charge of my own learning. Um, and so, you know, just just exploring economics, business, entrepreneurship all together, just kind of merging all of them um, is, is really crucial to me. And so that's why I, I hope to also, you know, continue building companies, building organizations that can impact people uh, for the better in the future as well.
0: That's amazing. I, le- I love how you turn this passion of yours into something that can help other people pursue their passion as well. So I want to ask you, when did this passion for economics or entrepreneurship arise in you? Like what kind of caused that initial trigger to that passion?
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, so yeah, kind of what I was talking about like that, uh, you know, when I first started my origami business, um, you know, my I remember my elementary school, we didn't have a playground, we had an empty sandbox um, and there was nothing really there. And so, you know, a lot of kids were, they grew pretty bored pretty easily because, you know, the amount, like the playground was pretty limited. And so I got with a couple of my friends when we were really young. We were only eight years old, and we started, you know, an origami business together. So we're making paper cranes, ninja stars, uh, poppers, you know, to make loud noises and stuff like that, just to keep kids entertained. And so, you know, starting that little, you know, informal business was really, I think, the gateway for me to learn more about entrepreneurship. Um, and that's what kind of inspired me to found my own nonprofit today. Um, but more specifically with economics, I think economics is more about it's more than just like finance or you know macro level issues. It's kind of also the way that we can use that to build certain organizations. So you know, starting that own little business I had in elementary school was really the gateway um, for me to kind of dive deeper into this world of business um, and those other two fields. But I think the the one thing that really kind of pushed me to really act is just the fact again that you know I come from a city that has a lot of underexposure to more you know more under more underexposure to business related fields. And so for me, you know, as someone who's a lot more business oriented, you know, I guess I was just really frustrating because a lot of my friends, um, they did, you know, they did have opportunities to kind of learn fields that they were passionate about. Um, Whereas other students who were interested in other fields, whether it be business or otherwise, you know, like law, they, you know, they ultimately just felt left behind because that just wasn't really an opportunity for them. And so, you know, I think that kind of idea of underexposure uh, that's pretty prominent in my own community has really made me kind of act and see things from a different perspective because, you know, there's tons of kids out, you know, tons of kids just like me in my shoes all around the world who, you know, at the same time don't have those kinds of classes that they wish that they did at their school. So uh, you know, a lot of my work has just really centered around, you know, kind of bridging that gap for kids you know, around the world.
0: Yeah, again, that's amazing. I know unequal access to economic education is a huge issue. Um, and yeah. we've kind of learned that general idea of like you taking charge and taking the initial step towards action. But could you describe specifically for us like what you have done throughout previously throughout your years?
1: Um, yeah in order just to bridge that gap in in you know and in, in economic education access trying to make it a little bit more accessible for, for kids uh, I actually founded my own nonprofit um, called Operation economics international as you mentioned but I think the precursor that, the precursor that really led to that was actually a pilot program that I led at my high school um, for for the past four years and so when I was a freshman um, immediately I was you know, I encountered just the fact that there wasn't any classes that I wanted. And so I started my own business club. I called it Five Fellowship, F-I-B-E, standard for Finance, Investments, Business, and Economics. And so, you know, pretty much that was my pilot program of seeing, uh, you know, just to test the real, just a test to see if there was a need for economic and personal finance education in my own school. Um, and, you know, through my through my pilot program, we've been able to, you know, bring in tons of guest speakers. We've hosted over, uh, I think we've had 17 guest speakers now. And as you see in the image, uh, the coolest one that we've brought in over the, over the past few years is actually uh, Mike Fasulo, and he's the um, chief operating officer of Sony Electronics. And so it was really cool to kind of um, you know, help kids get a taste of business through that way, through guest speakers. But aside from, you know, aside from that and aside from uh, bringing in local business influencers as mentors, we've also hosted two Shark Tank entrepreneurship competitions. Um, we've hosted two uh, stock market investing uh, competitions as well. or simulators and so we've just really tried to get kids involved at my school um involved in personal finance and so that was really the pilot program but you know after now growing the club to over 100 members we've had you know a huge impact on our community I realized like hey like this isn't just a local issue anymore um I think there is definitely a ton of kids out there that do um you know do need help and so meeting kids from I, I went to a summer program um over the summer in of 2019 and I met a lot of friends there um, I met a lot of friends who didn't really, you know, have those kinds of classes again. And so, you know, I, I began to really see things uh, become more empathetic because, you know, now you actually see people see faces that are actually behind this idea of unexposure. And so that what, that's what really propelled me to start my nonprofit, um, which is now kind of a broader, you know, a more like an, an international level of my pilot program. And so, you know, through my nonprofit now, uh, we try to just make economic education more accessible in many different ways. But the most prominent being a, a curriculum that I developed with three of my friends, and so this it's a thirty-two week long curriculum. Um, it's open source, and it and it really emphasizes and teaches uh, the practicalities of learning economics because I think to be quite frank, a lot of kids kind of get bored when they think of you know economics because they think it's all graphs and or, or or just academic theory. But we want to make it you know something that's you know much more practical, so something that kids can actually apply in everyday life. So within that curriculum, um, you know. We, we have tons, tons of things in there, but uh, tons of things that would hopefully expose kids to different subsets. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's mainly how we do it. But not only for the curriculum, we're also, um, we've, I've, through the nonprofit as well, I began developing a podcast with a couple of my friends as well. And we've interviewed a couple of people, uh, you know, just like uh, what cause inspires you. So yeah, we, we've interviewed some pretty cool people so far. We're hoping to get the, that off the ground. Um, but you know I, I'm still just getting started and I, I hope to really make you know, my organization something that's you know much more impactful over, over the years and so yeah as, as you mentioned we've been able uh, through a lot of commitment we've been able to reach over 1800 students across so many different countries and so I'm really I'm really, really fortunate to have you know, a wonderful team beside me to kind of help expand our impact
0: Well that's awesome I'm glad to hear that you also have a podcast <laughs> um, and it looks like you're doing so many things to like help support your passion and this cause but could you talk a little bit more about the most recent thing that you've done and how you're rallying others to help?
1: Sure, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at the very core of it, I think a lot of like the programs of Operation Economics are usually all very, um, I guess, broadly based. You know, we really have our scope on the entire world itself. Um, You know, like the curriculum, we're we're implementing that all across, you know, um, our, our chapter network, which spans 18 different locations. But more recently, something that we've been really focused on is really trying to increase economic literacy um, through books. And so I think that's pretty much like a surefire way of, you know, helping students really understand personal finance and, and just better help them make better decisions because, you know, economics is again, kind of more than just uh, finance. It's kind of a way of them. It's like a framework to help them make better decisions and stuff like that. And so I partnered with a friend of mine uh, from Canada um, named Armida Husseini. And so she's also a teenager. She's a, a year below me. And she actually published her own uh, for youth by youth personal finance book. As you can see there, it's called Roadmap to Financial Literacy. Um, and you know it, you know it was really cool to kind of connect with her and see like, hey, this is another teenager who's also passionate about something that I am passionate about. Um, and so we collaborated together, um, and we were able to get you know quite a bit of funding. I think uh, right now I have two hundred books um, in my house right now, and then we have a hundred more coming. But we're we're working on you know creating. Uh, we're working on don- donating and distributing these 300 personal finance books that she wrote and um, they're they're very short i think they're like 48 pages so it's very digestible for for teenagers um but this is only i guess uh, a locally organized initiative of the broader umbrella initiative that or of the broader umbrella program that we're, we're that we're working on and so this entire you know book drop off program is called read at oei um and essentially that's you know we try to increase economic and financial literacy through books through just distributing books um, but more specifically, with this most recent one, we're trying to donate to kids in my in my own hometown, and so uh, we've created like a Google form, gotten kids to fill it out, um, connected with some local businesses to help support the cause, and we're you know we're on track to just donate these books in in the next couple of weeks. So that's super. That's something that's super exciting for us. Um, but not only that, but also we're rallying uh, my school's Key Club, so our school's community service club, and my rival high school's Key Club, and we're doing a CDY joint event. Uh, where kids can just volunteer, drive, and just donate books to kids who really need it.
0: Yeah, again, that's amazing to see that you're so productive even during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's very inspiring. I know you're doing so many things like you've mentioned in this interview so far, but what is your long-term goal with this nonprofit of um, OEI?
1: Yeah, Um, I think um, think to... to you know combat economic well to combat this problem as much as possible, uh, we need a long-term issue or a long-term solution. And so I think the, the curriculum and all that is very good. Um, but one thing that I'm currently you know working on and, and I I have my sights on right now is creating some sort of advocacy component within the organization that helps us you know mandate economic edu- you know mandate economic classes as part of schools uh you know of various school districts curriculum. And so You know, I I think, you know, economics is just the super basic field that everyone needs to know. So I think it'd be really cool and there's not too many youth, you know, youth led nonprofits out there that are, you know, advocating, you know, and have some sort of advocacy component um, to make this a requirement for many school districts. I think only, I think less than 20 of the 50 states in America actually even require the completion of, a, of an economics class to graduate high school. So I think I definitely want to have some sort of, you know, advocacy, you know, advocacy component once again, maybe some grassroots grassroots work. Um, but beyond that, I think, you know, I think economics is also again, more than finance. It's, in, you know, it's more than finance. And so for kids who are interested in like the academic side of it, um, I also want to make you know, economic uh, research, academic research that is a little bit more accessible. And so we see, you know, at like the high school level, like you know, STEM is very, very well. STEM research is a lot more common than economic research, and there's tons of competitions out there. Like, um, I think there's like the Regeneron and the Intel. There's a couple more that I'm probably missing as well, but there's tons of STEM research competitions and opportunities for kids to involve to get involved in STEM, but not so much economics. But I think you know I find it just as important to get kids involved in economic research, uh, especially because there's you know even a Nobel Prize with you know, in economic sciences, you know, that's a, that's a category. And so hopefully I want my organization to be able to, you know, partner with various university departments, uh, various economics departments, and create some sort of partnership where we can get kids involved um, in, in academic research within economics, whether that be at low level, um, you just kind of understand the basics of research, you're doing data entry, or if that's a little bit more complex, you're learning, you know, getting the proper training, um, you're learning different languages, stuff like that to kind of help them get involved. That's something that I definitely have my sights on. And I think those two combined would really help kids to really appreciate this the field more um, and really you know be able to use it as, as a weapon to kind of just attack most of our problems and use it as a framework to really view our world.
0: Yeah, I, that's amazing. I hope that all your endeavors and your long-term goals happen to work out. Um, yeah. And just to kind of wrap this conversation up, I always like to ask speakers who come out with like a different passion or like different causes that they have. Um, Why do you think it's important to give people, like, why do you think it's important for people who have resources to give back?
1: Yeah, Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of it is, you know, well, there's a lot of people out there that we, you know, we oftentimes kind um, kind of ignore, right? So like just nowadays, everyones in their own little bubbles you know like everyone always has you know headphones in they're kind of doing their own thing everyone has their own needs you know backgrounds stuff like that and so a lot of times we just really kind of become blind to the fact that you know there are a ton of people in this world that you know that are are in less fortunate situations and so um, you know just kind of you know starting my own organization for instance, um, just meeting kids all around the world who you know again are, are in my shoes but you know across the world across seas, like in Zimbabwe or in Liberia like meeting kids in those countries um, or even me- meeting kids in like Indonesia and in like Southeast Asia stuff like that you know there's tons of kids out there that once you kind of talk to them you uh you really become friends with them you understand their stories you listen to them and you know you you kind of really begin to understand that like this you know this issue just spans more than just San Marcos it's kind of a, a, it's it's a worldwide issue and so i think for people who do have the resources um, for the for people who do have the opportunities to make an impact, I think it's important because that's you know that's how we kind of make our society you know uh, advance and kind of that's how we push the needle forward and that's how we kind of get this circle of, of progress to really start spinning. Is if one person can do a small act of service a day, that encourages you know other people to adopt uh, healthy healthy behaviors to kind of serve others as well, and it's this continuous cycle. And I think it's it's something that we really need right now. Um, and there's tons of issues right now I am you know we're no stranger to 2020 uh, with COVID and then you know the presidential election you know our our country was very divided I think if we could just all volunteer you know fight an issue that we're passionate about uh, an issue that inspires us it encourages other people to do the same um, and stand up for for what for what they believe in.
0: Yes exactly thank you so much Andrew for being here you can contact and connect with Andrew through through email it's ak.dieptran at gmail.com. We will also be attaching this contact in our YouTube description of the podcast in case anyone has further inquiries or wants to get involved. This is a cause that is so important to raise awareness for, but I feel like very few people take initiative. Um, So the work you're doing is so inspiring and we hope to continue learning more. But if you have any general questions about the What Cause Inspires You podcast series, are interested in applying as a student or expert speaker or want to volunteer, email Gupta 2020 at gmail.com or info at humanityrising.org. Be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook pages to stay updated on our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts and events at Humanity Rising and What Cause Inspires You. Thank you all for attending and we hope to see you again for next week's podcast.